0: You are locked on Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It's a locked on MLB crossover today as it's an NL West matchup for the final homestand at Coors Field this year in the year 2022 Paul Holden here from the Locked On Rockies podcast. Javier Reyes from the Locked On Padres podcast. Dabbing. I'll get in on some dabs. Lots of dabbing. Having a ton of fun. The bet with some of my favorite crossovers we get to do. Javier and I always have a blast. But we are coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every single day. We are free and streaming On your favorite streaming service, just search Locked On Rockies. Locked On Padres or locked on your favorite team, and there's a podcast for you. Hey, uh, why don't you check out Locked On Rockies and Locked On Padres on YouTube? Your subscription to YouTube is a massive help for us, and it's a great way to know when we go live. And uh, on the Locked On Rockies side, you can pop into the live chat and be part of the show. Uh, I'm sure you can do all sorts of fun stuff there. On that side as well. Today's episode of the Locked On Podcast Network, I, that's a tear. I guess the Locked On Rockies and Locked On Padres <laughs> podcast is Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll talk about that more later. But Javi, let's talk Rockies. Let's talk Padres. Padres in a better spot, but Rockies are in the the win column when it comes to the series overall. How are you feeling about the Padres as of recording here today, the 23rd of September?
0: I can't lie to you. I'm mortified of playing the Rockies. Why? (laughs) Because the sport is stupid. It shouldn't be that way. It should be all right. Everyone who's in the uh, the playoff race, you look at the remaining schedules, you're like, okay, you, you got Colorado, and then maybe you've got this team, and oh, man, we got one against the Reds. That gets you excited. But for the Padres, they just stink against this team, if I'm not mistaken, they're 7-9 and nine against them on the season. And last year, they got their butts kicked routinely. And last year's team on paper, arguably worse than this year's team. But it's just, there's a lot going on here, man. Because – The Rockies, I don't know what it is. You know, maybe it's rock culture. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just just because, you know, they say that about their team. They're big on the culture over there in Colorado, man. Uh, The purple dinosaur, everything, whatever you want to call it. I think that the pods, this is going to be a surprisingly really tough series because they just don't play the Rockies well. And I don't think it's a coincidence when it's been happening two years now. Um, But, you know, it's again, I, I still think the Padres are a good team. I just don't think they're a great team. Um, But then again, great teams don't always win at all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, good teams can just kind of sneak in there. You know what I mean? So that's kind of uh, what I'm hoping for.
1: I would say that's a a prime example with, uh, you know, the the team that just swept the Rockies at Coors Field, which is interesting because it's the exact opposite. The Rockies can't play the Giants. The Giants... I believe the Rockies are something like nine and twenty-six against the Giants in the past like two years or something like that. It's absolutely abysmal how bad the Rockies are against San Francisco and LA. But there's something about San Diego that the Rockies just see. I'm never when when the when the Dodgers and the Giants roll through town, I always roll my eyes. Or if the Rockies have to go to San Francisco or LA, I roll my eyes. But it's always San Diego where I feel like. The Rockies play, but one thing we can guarantee in this final homestand, uh, final three, what is it? It's a three game set, right? A little weekend set here, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, to finish out the season at Coors Field. It's lots of runs, and I, I am curious, Javi. Does this Padres team without Tatis have enough offense with Machado and, of course, Soto? To compete in the playoffs. Like you said, doesn't great teams don't have to be there, but does this team have enough offense to be able to keep up with some of these teams that have been scoring a lot of runs?
0: The thing about the Padres is on paper, their offense is just not all that great, which is obviously amazing considering that they have Wad So and Manny Machado on the team. But they're 18th in batting average. They're ninth in on base, so that is one thing with them is they are a very patient team at the plate. Believe it or not, they don't swing at too many bad pitches. Problem is that the contact itself isn't great. Uh, they're 20th in home runs, 22nd in slugging percentage. They have been very largely carried on just situational hitting this year, as well as a dynamite uh, rotation. And don't get me wrong, I know Shamanaya, He barely even starts anymore. He's been a disaster. And then you have Mike Clevenger, who is bleh, at the minimum, especially the second half. He's got, like, the worst fit in baseball, one of the worst ERAs. He's been quite bad. But, you know, the Snell, the Darvish, the Musgrove for when they had him, McKenzie's pretty good for them. So it's that's the strength of their team. And then really clutch hitting. That's And sometimes that happens. We saw it with the Mariners last year, for example. They were a team very flawed in the team statistical areas, like I just mentioned, with, the uh, you know, slugging and all that stuff but they still just had unbelievably clutch hitting. That doesn't mean they're not a good team. That more means, hey, let's see, maybe next year it won't carry over just because of probability and stuff like that. You won't necessarily be able to carry over the clutch stuff uh, for two years in a row. But for now, they can get some hits, man. But I just want Soto's tenure with the Padres. Underwhelming does not put uh, put it well enough. He is a walk machine still. Still doesn't swing at many bad pitches, but he just looks uncomfortable up there. A lot of slow rollers to first base. Uh, it, it, it's it's just rough, man. It's rough. And then I will say this though, and we're gonna talk about some some underrated players later that you gotta look out for. But you know, Hasan Kim, he's been a delight. Jake Cronenworth, he's having a down season, but he's still all right. It's it's just not nearly as scary. I think Rockies fans should know. Uh, because they look at Soto and they look at Machado and they say, oh, my God, we got to pitch these guys. It's not nearly as daunting a task, unfortunately, um, as you would think, given the payroll and given all the moves they made.
1: Well, so would you say at this point, this now is where the Tatis absent is being felt the most? You, you would have to imagine adding Tatis is not only... A- uh, you know offensive threat but presence to the team uh, you'd have to imagine he would probably see, be someone that could beef up Soto and of course we know the the, the tandem of Machado and Tatis is, is deadly but is would you say that now more than ever the the, the Padres are feeling the absence of, 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 of Tatis here
0: I'd say so. If it weren't for the fact that they have been playing decent ball lately, they played a pretty good series against the Cardinals, one two out of three. It would be really showing if they had been losing a lot of games, but I feel it a lot. And one of the things that I talk about in my show a whole bunch is I think that the way that Preller and Musgrove and all of them talked about the Tatis news when it came out, especially in regards to A.J. Preller, I really do have to imagine that you know, they didn't know this was coming down. And I do wonder a little bit whether or not they make the trade, right? Like, I really do. Do they make the trade for Soto knowing that they don't have Tatis or as part of that? Maybe they got some scouting and they they have some extra numbers that you and I, that's dumbies, maybe can't understand about Tatis in the first spot versus Soto when he has someone who's a hitter in front of him versus doesn't. it? There's probably something that Tatis leading off and then Soto and then man. I mean, the. Or even Profar leading off, whoever the heck they've had a weird uh, luck at finding a leadoff hitter this year. The Padres <laughs> they just, they can't make up their mind. <laughs> sometimes it's Hassan Kim, sometimes right. it's Grisham, sometimes it's Profar, sometimes heck they've even probably put Cronenworth in there a couple times. So that's the big thing with the team. That danger zone part of the lineup was going to be really special, I think. And you even saw last year when Tatis was on the team after he came back from an injury, they really started firing at all cylinders, right? So. I think they're definitely feeling it right now. I've been feeling it for a while, too. Again, it does not mean they're not a good team. They are a good team. It's just that it just sucked the life out of the Soto acquisition, especially considering that he's been in such a slump so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of classic Padres, right? Big trade, something, um, some bad news, great news immediately followed up with incredibly bad news. And I want to talk about another uh, deal that, uh, and, and another part of the Padres because, and a little bit more on Soto as well, But before we do that, if you want to make sure that you are going to the right place for all your postseason action or down-the-stretch action for baseball, why don't you head on over to our friends at betonline.net. And guess what? There's this little sport going on called uh, football. If you want to get in on all the action, Mm -hmm. BetOnline is your number one source for your football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Hey, and if you're uh, watching a little bit of Padres Rockies this weekend, why don't you hop in and do some of the live betting that they have over there at Bet Online? It's your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. They got that live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, including esports the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head over to betonline.net. That's betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Javi here. Oh, uh, we got a special guest in the live chat here. Locked on Yankees is waving to us. So we'll we'll wave on back there to uh, thanks, thanks, thanks. our friends over there at uh, Locked on Yankees. We had a great crossover with them yesterday. Here's this one for you, Javi. Just as, with that tease, Aaron Judge, Colorado Rocky. Yeah, match mm. made in heaven. We love it,
0: right? What is that, 97 home runs that he'll have? That's, that's what I'm some saying. Games at Coors? Oh, man. I, if exactly. the Rockies are going to back up the
1: truck for Chris Bryant, I don't know if the Rockies can swing a $300 million contract, but you're telling me that the Rockies don't become at least the team that everyone talks about. If Aaron Judge is just going to sit there in right field and just hit <laughs> nukes for the Colorado Rockies, they'll still finish 20 games out of the out of uh, NL West oh, yeah. title. But <laughs> if you don't think Aaron Judge is going to hit more than 60 <laughs> home runs, of course, you are mistaken. That'd be something, Matt. That'd be something. We... Uh, We're talking Padres. We're talking Rockies and um, bullpen for the Padres hobby. Let's talk about that. A a big move made one of the most exciting names in the game, and it hasn't panned out at all is that the biggest concern for you for for you going into the or is the offense the biggest concern going at because we talked about these things that again with the with the padres maybe scuffling a little bit but they are second place in the wild card the the race is still very much close with philly and and milwaukee back there um that's really who's left in the race there so there's definitely these games are very important for the for, for the pods but they are still in the race. Are you worried more about the bullpen of the Padres than the offense, especially with the one of the biggest, another big acquisition not panning out?
0: No, I think it's still offense for me. And don't get me wrong. Hader has been pretty bad for the Padres. I think his ERA was at 27 at some point. (sighs) Speaking of Yankees being in the chat. um, I think that Hader is at least having some positive regression to being a reliever who can pitch because this was a guy who just couldn't pitch for like a week and a half. He blew like three saves. Maybe, maybe had four, some sack flies was not throwing strikes at all. Maybe he's just going to be a, a Robert Suarez level reliever. He's going to be Daniel Bard level reliever at the minimum. Right? So, and again, maybe that's a positive regression coming. Cause it's just, I didn't like love the trade when it first happened. I was vocal about that. I didn't hate it. I'm not going to pretend in the slightest that I expected this to happen. But my thing is Milwaukee is a miss on trades. And, you know, I think investing in relievers is really scary a lot of times. So we'll see how it still pans out. But for me, it's still the offense, man. And I know that your team has some very interesting. What, what happened to some of your offense? Because before we talk about some of the underrated guys, I think of both teams, I need to ask you, man, because like, who is the person to fear in this lineup? Because I know that CJ Crone just turned into one of the least valuable bats in baseball. And to be quite honest with you, I don't—I haven't heard one thing about Chris Bryant since maybe June. Uh, you know what I mean? And I know that that's been because he's been hurt and all that. And we, last time we were here, we talked about uh, Connor Joe, the boy. But what what is there on the Rockies side of things when it comes to their offense? Because I'm worried about mine, but I imagine you've got some concerns with yours, too.
1: Uh, completely concerned with the lack of offense. This is a team that just got shut out at Coors Field. This is a team that's been shut out at home a few times this mm. year. This is a team that is in the bottom of statistical categories. Uh, I'm um, let's see if I can get it up. Uh, let's see where they are in terms of rankings. I believe they are. Pretty much, la- their last in batting average. I be- oh no, I got this is all mixed up. But anyway, they're they've been at the bottom of the league and everything. They don't hit home runs. There's no one that yeah, is right. really a fearful bat. CJ Crone is still a fine. He he did. Uh, he's at 29 home runs and over 100 RBIs now. But you're right. After the All Star break, ice cold. Connor Joe really had a, a struggle in the second half. Chris Bryant had goes his first year as a colorado rocky obviously we know the injuries zero home runs at course field chris bryant didn't in all of his time and he, he didn't play a ton but he did not have a single home run at course at Coors field there's that the rocky we joke about judge but the rockies need to invest in offense i mean charlie blackman still swung it pretty well for for what or has been swinging it pretty well and has had a lot of multi-hit games but I would say it's been a big disappointment from Ryan McMahon, who I was hoping Mm -hmm. to to see a step up in terms of offense. He hasn't really shown you a ton in his career that he's going to be a dominant, scary threat at the dish. But I was hoping with the extension, with the Rockies Mm -hmm. kind of saying, hey, Rymac, you're our guy, they were going to do it. But the Rockies overall regressed. The pitching staff regressed. Uh, Most of the starters for the Rockies are facing uh, career worse or second or third Mm -hmm. career worse in statistical categories. Herman Marquez is a shell of the pitcher. He was last year. Um, But, but the offense, especially it's been, it's been frustrating even when the, the Rockies had some pieces uh, there as well. The Rockies need a complete overall of mindset. And it, I, I went into the season thinking, oh, you know, if the Rockies don't hit a lot of home runs, that's okay, as long as they're hitting doubles. And they're not doing that, but I could change my mind. The Rockies have to leave the yard. The Rockies can't be a team that is not in the top 10 team in baseball and home runs. It, it just simply cannot. That the, the part of the philosophy has to be putting the ball over the yard, uh, over the wall. And, and this was a team. Last year was historically bad on the road, but it's the same thing. It's a team that goes on the road and and can't hit. But then, yeah, you go down the lineup and there's no one that – there's no Machado, there's no uh, Soto. I mean, C.J. Crone is a power bat, but he's C.J. Crone. He's not – Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not it's not Nolan Arenado it's not Trevor Story it's not DJ LeMahieu. it's not prime Charlie Blackman and then you are hoping to get stuff from Elias Diaz who has shown that he is really only good in the second half of the year you're leaning on some of these guys that aren't great however Brendan Rodgers is legit and after his terrible Mm. start to the year he he's got dealing with some hamstring stuff right now but Brendan Rodgers has put together and and has been one of the better. Hit, uh, hitting second baseman and and i believe the national league or across baseball after the first uh, like month and a half where he was ice ice cold so uh really the big the big big one for the future and not looking for brendan Rodgers i think is going to be quite the threat but javi you mentioned players to to look out for the i bet you there's gonna be a lot of padres fans looking and they're gonna say who the heck is playing for the colorado rockies right now and you won't, it won't be surprised where you're going to see four prospects potentially for the Rockies playing uh, in this game. Mm. You're going to see Alan Trejo. You're going to see uh, the number two prospect in the overall in the entire system is going to make his debut. I don't think he did anything yesterday. I can't remember if he, uh, if Tovar is played Is he a pitcher? Is he a pitcher? No, no, okay, he's a shortstop. God. Thank God,
0: because <laughs> the Padres have a remarkable ability to make. Prospects who are making their debut, uh, no hit them. Apparently, they've had three guys, three. This is wild. This is why I'm serious. Against from the diamondbacks, three pitchers that were making their major league debut. None of them gave up any runs, and one of them last year threw a no-hitter. So, I, I again, you, you might as well name the worst pitching prospect in your farm. I don't care who it is, bring them up. You, you might just six innings, one run. You know what I mean? Like that's what I've... he might do. Seriously, I don't know what it is with this team. The Rockies, uh,
1: that's, you know, but that's the other thing. There's there's not a lot of excitement for Rockies pitching coming. The Rockies don't have a pitching prospect. The Rockies right now are banking on these fielding prospects to be there and their core rotation. Uh, Bud Black did call the Rockies pitching rotation, this current year's pitching rotation, a playoff caliber rotation at one point this year. Um, And that was at a time where they ranked at the bottom. Of all yeah. statistical team categories <laughs> in uh, baseball. Um, but, yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of young guys. But hopefully, soon I can tell you that Aylaris Montero is going to be the mm. threat of that lineup. But uh, there's there's really nothing in terms of offense. But Padres fans are going to see new prospects. Montero, Tovar, uh, Trejo, Sean Bouchard, um uh michael tolia who todd helton has been working with one-on-one basically so it's all gonna be i I wouldn't be
0: surprised if you see all of those names get in the lineup at least once this weekend that's cool that's something to look forward to just for a different sake and look i will say you did mention they don't hit home runs yeah they're 23rd in the league but batting average sixth on base eighth you could be worse the problem man just for listeners to to get a good grasp of how bad the pitching is. And I will say that listeners probably aren't going to be shocked to hear that the Colorado Rockies don't have great pitching. I don't remember the last time they did. Uh, 30th at ERA, 30th in batting average against, and 28th in whip. So not great. <laughs> not not yeah. great over in Colorado. And the Marquez thing is a big part of that because Marquez mm-hmm. was, I think, almost by every baseball fan viewed as this pitcher that if you just got him out of cores, he was going to be a Cy Young level, or at least in that area like a top 15 pitcher everyone was like oh man if only he could get out one of the pitchers got out and that was john gray who kind of just got beat up and hurt all season but he was he was whatever and then he's still been the Norman ranger's Rockets. best pitcher yeah he's still been the, their best pitcher he just hasn't played as much because of health but with the rockies you look at this and say why didn't they trade john when they had the chance that was a whole kerfuffle Maybe you should have traded Herman Marquez. Last year's deadline was wild. Maybe even this year's, or you couldn't do it this year because he hasn't been good this year, but last year's deadline, people were firing off left and right. I mean, maybe you could have got something from him, uh, but no. I mean, it's just, it, it's really going rough in Rocky Town.
1: The Colorado Rockies have stood pat at two trade deadlines and losing John Gray and Trevor Story, they were granted one draft pick for all for losing both of those players and they decided to stick with their veteran team and veteran core that they are now not playing and also all underperformed jose iglesias cj crone and daniel bard all should have been traded i like daniel bard but it just doesn't make sense where the rockies are let's We'll put a bow on things. Let's talk uh, on on our on the course field season, and we'll give our final predi- predictions about this year, uh, the final series between the Rockies and the Padres. But first, check this out. Javier Reyes, Paul Holden here with a little locked on crossover. I host Locked On Rockies podcast. Javier Reyes hosts the hosts the Locked On Padres podcast. These two teams matching up for the final time this year. It's at Coors Field, and who's getting uh, the – let's see. We got Ryan Feltner, the young gun for the Rockies. They're going up against John Nea. They're uh, here in game number one. Javi, what are you what – is, what is a good series for the Padres like in this one, and what are you hoping to
0: see? Two out of three, I'd say, is a good one for the Padres. Obviously, it does depend on how Philly performs and how Milwaukee performs. Those are the two teams that are kind of – you know on them right now and philly has the third spot in the wild card race so those are the teams we're watching out for i've been watching those games like a hawk especially the brewers because i hate the brewers uh i've been watching those games very intently and what what was the pitcher you said really quickly that that the potters are gonna be facing isn't it sean Manea Manea? Manaya? No no, no 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 the, that the rockies are, are throwing oh them. ryan What's feltner Oh, okay. I don't know why, but I thought that was like the brother of one of the pitchers that no hit us. It's Ryan (laughs) Nelson. I don't know why. I don't know why Nelson uh, made me think of it, but okay. Anyway, um, uh, what was the question that's that prompted this? I forgot. Well, no, you, you, yeah, two you nailed it. Out two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. You,
1: you hold on there a little bit of offense and, and you hang on there. If the Rockies would love, we love playing spoiler for the Padres. It's the one thing yes, that do. Uh, yes, we, 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 do. <laughs> we get to do for there, <laughs> but man, you get to sweat there for a little bit. Javi, we'll close on, on this. And for those out there, what's a good series for the Rockies? they just score some runs and don't get swept at home and make it hard for the Padres <laughs> to make the playoffs. That's that's a win. So yeah. two out of three or a sweep. Oh boy, that would make things even more fun for, for Padres fans. But Javi currently above uh, Philly, Milwaukee's looming is San Diego making the playoffs.
0: I'm going to say yes, because in the words of the great Steve Rogers in uh, Avengers Endgame, at the beginning of the movie, when he says, I know it's going to work because I don't know what, it, what I'm going to do if it doesn't. That's that's me right now. It's going to work because I literally don't know what Locked On Now video I'll be doing. I don't know. I just, the Joker making an appearance again, a reappearance. I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how dark it's going to get if this team went out there, Jade traded their entire farm, and then Tatis has the, the motorcycle at the beginning of the year, and then he gets suspended. Then Soto. One of the, pri- it is so, po- this isn't, like, we didn't even talk about Brandon Jury and Josh Bell, two players that the <laughs> Padres also acquired that have been underperforming. Or even last year's Adam Frazier, where it's like, all right, it's stupid and annoying that the, the Dodgers can go and pick up Trace Thompson and Joey Gallo, and those guys will be better than right. dudes who were literally all-stars uh, contender level players that, you know, it's annoying. I, I don't like how, and maybe this is just says a lot about how the Padres approach team stuff, but it's like can you at least be an average player? Like, why do you have to regress yeah. to being like a, a 40 WRC plus or whatever the heck their numbers are, right? Like, that's what's so frustrating. If you regress to being like, oh, you're hitting 270 now instead of 310. Okay, like, it's, it's disappointing, but it's whatever. But with those guys, with Soto, are you kidding me? Right? Like, it's out of all the players to regress. Right. You got to be kidding me. Like, that is peak Padres for him to get there and look like, I was going to make an anime reference, but I don't want to turn everybody (laughs) off. But, like, just look like, you know, after Goku goes Super Saiyan and he's exhausted, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how does that happen? This is a guy who's slucking like 100 points less (laughs) when he joins the Padres. And it's just very, it feels like a curse. It really does. Um, So I'm hoping that they make the playoffs because I just can't see what happens if they do all these moves, they blow up their farm to oblivion and then they don't even make the playoffs. At the minimum, you have to do that. And um, I'll close out by saying one thing. Look out for Jose Azokar this weekend. That's been the one really fun new thing for the Padres. It's been that they finally figured out that Trent Grisham batting under 200 probably shouldn't be starting every day. Um, (laughs) Congratulations to them on figuring that out. And, oh, well, he's good at defense. Yeah, well, we don't know what Ozokar can do. And if you want to go by just speed and outfield jump, Jose Azokar is in the top percentile on that too. So maybe he can be good. And at the minimum, at the minimum, he can't be that much worse defensively to offset his bat. So anyway, that's enough of my rant. I am just, <laughs> I'm in like a, I, I'm not saying I'm on life support. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I don't know the word. Like I'm very anxious. I'm very yeah. ready to explode if things right. don't go right. I think they will, but oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe the listeners are going to like to see me explode. So you're in for a treat if the Padres don't make the playoffs. So, uh, gotta go out there. Padres is,
1: are off. indeed a cursed team. I will. They uh, they are indeed a cursed team. I will admit that uh, that absolutely is true. The Rockies might be more cursed, but it's a curse of their own doing. It's not necessarily. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's they, true. <laughs> it, it's as if they have. Uh, it's as if they just are casting. They're like learning how to cast spells, and they just keep messing it up, and they just. Casting them on themselves yeah. instead. You have done that yourself. It's like Obi-Wan, right? Like- <laughs> uh, because again, the one thing you 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 know, even when it doesn't pan out, the Padres are aggressive, the Padres are exciting, the Padres mm-hmm. make moves, and that's something that Rockies fans don't get to say. But let's wind things down. Uh lots of fun. It's you know, always fun when these two teams match up. So always fun to talk to. Javi as well. Uh Javi, where should people go to stay up to date with all things Padres?
0: All things and you. Padres. And me and me all things Padres at LO underscore Padres on Twitter and Lockdown Padres on YouTube. You can also check out the website, just baseball where I write about the Padres. I'm going to be writing about the aforementioned Zocar and Campuzano soon. So check that out whenever it drops. And then my own personal Twitter at Javapeno, J A V I I P E N O. My head was pointing down towards the name there. If you're watching the YouTube, go check that out. Um, and as always, man, it's, it's an honor and a privilege. Both of our teams in their own ways it's like you know that meme where it's the the person hitting the person in the back with the bar or whatever yeah. and then it says me 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 <laughs> like, right yeah exactly so that's the rockies <laughs> to themselves you're, you're oh we have one of the highly sought after relievers let's extend the 35 year old it's <laughs> like it's crazy it's crazy but uh hey it's always a fun uh fun time man and at the minimum if they're gonna make me go nuts let's at least have a fun series and I, I, I know i know people will get mad but if we lose i want it to be crushing you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm being serious when I say that. I want to yeah. like lose walk off games, right? Because right? then I really get to lose it. I don't want to <laughs> lose no four nothing and two nothing and five one. No, no, no. Give me give me some entertainment. You know what I mean? Give me some some the fireworks si- in the explosion. Yes. You know a little sizzle,
1: mean? a little pizzazz. That's what we exactly. like from a Coors Field series. For those uh, <laughs> out there, I'm Paul Holden. You can find me at Paul Holden 33, locked on Rockies on YouTube at Lo Rockies on. Twitter as well. You can find us on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You made us your first listen of the day. Go make Locked On MLB your second listen of the day. And folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Podcast Network.